Well, I guess we're just going to have a terrible show today. I mean, that I feel like that's par for the course for Gili anyhow, right? So if I don't understand anything you say, it's because my audio and the video are cutting out and I just see, you know, you're just frozen. Is that different than any other week, Dan, where you don't understand anything I'm saying? Oh, shut up, Tony. Hey, watch it! Welcome to Hate Watching with Dan and Tony. I'm Dan. And I'm Tony. And my connection is terrible this week, so I will probably not understand anything that Tony says. So I apologize at the outset, which is something you're never supposed to do. Never apologize to your audience because that is a sign of weakness and a sign that you don't know what the hell you're doing. Which is both are true in our case. We have tons of weaknesses and we don't know what we're doing. So we're on we're on track. We're doing great. So this week we're doing a film that Tony picked called Gigli. Gigli. Not Giggly. Just like really. Uh, Gigli starring J-Lo and um, Ben, ben Affleck. Yeah, I always do the joke Affleck. Affleck and Affleck, so I don't really know how to say his name anymore because I've like made that joke so many times to myself, like for no reason. Just to yourself, you don't do it out loud to other people. It's just <laughs> just a, a little Dan Goodsell gem right there. Affleck, 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 you know. So I just Affleck. I get uh, <laughs> yes. So I get lost. So we're doing Geely, which uh, is one of the worst movies of all time, and has gotten that and for good reason so you agree you think it's one of the worst movies ever made um i actually do agree wow i just i just don't see that i feel like not only is it not the worst movie ever made but i don't even think it's the worst movie that ben affleck has made (laughs) like well i would argue there are worse ben affleck numbers out there and this movie i i don't know i think it gets a bad rap because the the Benefer aspect of it, but it's, it's a bad movie for sure. But is it the worst movie of all time? I really don't think so. Okay. See, when I say worst, you know, we have the troll twos and we have the reanimators. We have movies that are, are great. That are, that are considered bad movies, but they're funny because they're bad movies. And Mm -hmm. I think this movie is really bad because it, it fails on so many levels. It fails as a story. It yes, fails I agree. As, as, as the acting is terrible. Is everyone's the, acting terrible? Yes. Yes. Rich, everyone's so you acting didn't like is J-Lo terrible. in this movie. Um, I caveat. I will explain why I think she okay. showed that she's a terrible actress because I think she really showed that she was a terrible actress. Um, uh, the the writing is terrible. There yeah, I is, will agree. It is some of the worst writing. At these 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 monologues that these people give are atrocious. <laughs> they are atrocious. This movie is trying to be a thing, and it fails at what it wants to be completely, entirely, in in every sense of the word. Um, it's offensive from the whole sexuality you know from the white male gaze you know i could change a lesbian into a guy it fails because um of its depiction of someone who is mentally challenged 
which oh, yeah. I don't even I don't even think we want to get into the mental. You know, I was like, I almost want to sort of set that one aside because it's just not even worth worth talking about because it's just it it fails yeah. from the beginning to the end. I don't understand why that's even in the movie. I don't like what a weird choice <laughs> oh. on purpose. You should like I was talking to my wife and it, I, I wish it was just like a troubled teenager. And Ben sure. had to connect to, you know, this angry teenager. And then, great. You know, I get that relationship and that's fine. But you see, you couldn't do that because a troubled teenager, you would actually have to exert human control over. What they want, it should have been a pet. Hmm. Because because that's the thing is like, what it is, the kid, when you want him to be a problem, you make him a problem. And when you don't want him to be a problem, you just yell at him and say, go to the bedroom. Like like when Christopher Walken shows up, they've just banished the kid to the bedroom and the kid is absolutely silent and doesn't do anything ever. And, yeah. you know, like what a point to add dramatic tension to. Right. Isn't that the whole idea is you have the thing right there. And that's where you well, we'll get to all that. So we meet we meet Ben Affleck's character, who is the Gili of the the name what is his first name i don't remember his first name i don't re- I, they say it once at the beginning of the movie and i think that's the last time they ever say it i think they say it a bunch of times i just really <laughs> didn't write it down oh, no. i just wrote a lot of he yells she doesn't do anything baywatch bit j-lo yoga sex I always just refer to people as their act their real names on my notes okay. i never remember characters so 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 Ben is is a as a mobster and he's like tormenting a guy in a washing machine and in the middle of the day and this thing takes this movie takes place in LA but everyone is like they're in the New Jersey mob. Wait, this movie takes place in LA? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're right. They take the 10 freeway. <laughs> I mean, if you really look at the names of the streets, it's it's L.A. You just realized it was in L.A.? Where did you think it was place? It's just now making sense. You're absolutely right. This does take place in L.A. <laughs> Why does she have an accent then? That doesn't make any sense. Like if he had one and he was just like a, an East Coast transplant, I would forgive it. But why no, does she uh-oh. also kind of have an accent? Well, because she's New Jer- she's uh, J Lo from the block. Oh my right? god! I wait. Didn't... Hold on. I'm I'm gonna blow your mind even more if you hadn't thought about this one. Where did he grow up? He grew up in that house in L.A. <laughs> he grew up with his mom in his house. What? <laughs> oh, no! I take back. What I said about this not being the worst movie ever made. When you when you really start to granular, granularly analyze this thing, it's just like, what is going on? And that's and that's why this movie is such a problem, is because I mean, yeah, there's gonna be we're gonna do tippy toes at one point, and tippy toes is just it's like this times ten, like it's so offensive, and awesome. there's so many beyond issues that are also dealing with with people that, you know, have genetic issues. Yeah. Okay. So he, so he grew up in LA and he acts like he's a New Jersey or whatever, Boston or wherever it is, mobster type. Oh my God. And it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) That's amazing. 
But I didn't even re- I didn't even put that together. They and which weird is I'm like, oh, all the ten freeway, so much traffic. I said these things out loud, and yet still was like, oh yeah, we're clearly on the East Coast because these yes. these idiots are talking. Oh man, that's incredible. Because that's the way the whole movie is. I mean, and there's no reason for it to be in L.A. There's no reason for it to be anywhere because nothing. Yeah happens but yeah i mean it just as easily could have been on the east coast but they put it in la for no understandable reason none at all that's all except the baywatch except the baywatch thing that's why it's in la is because of baywatch but that i mean but that's not even baywatch but essentially it is because baywatch is shot exactly where they did that thing and that's exactly how baywatch looks when it was shooting Sure, but it, I don't know. But Ben even says There's, in the movie, he's like, I think that's something else, pal. So, like, they could have done that anywhere. Just have a beach movie filming. But you couldn't do that in New Jersey. I guess. That is that is why this movie takes place in L.A. is for the stupid, worthless conceit of the mentally challenged kid being obsessed with Baywatch. You could have rewritten anything else. And yeah. and and doing a quick little research on this movie is it was supposed to be darker and then the movie studio came in and took it over and then at some point he was supposed to fight to get the kid to the Baywatch that against the bad guys. I would I yeah. would like that movie. And that's the whole thing is the guy that did this movie was the guy that did Midnight Run. Yes, you remember Midnight I know. Run? And the first Beverly Hills Cop. Two phenomenal mm-hmm. films, in my opinion. Fish out of water, fish out of water. You know, like like Midnight Run is really straightforward. You got to go from yeah. take this guy from this point to this point. They give a reason why that guy's not going to just run away, and then you put like two or three things in conflict with that. And that's the whole thing about this movie is a lot of these movies we watch, and then. I watch them Wednesday, Thursday, then we're shooting this on Saturday, and I've forgotten so much that goes on because these plots, like Hubie Halloween, it's just yeah. all this stuff piled on top. This movie's the exact opposite. Yeah. It's all this nothing that goes on. And so you you actually can write it down very easily. What's The plot is very straightforward because nothing really happens. They just sort of, yeah. today, we, today we went and got tacos, and then we came back home and and I tried to seduce her. Then today we went and did this. Then we came back and it's nighttime. So it's time to try to seduce the lesbian into being, into being in love with me. And it, it just bounces between like these two sort of things, neither of which is interesting, good or interesting or good. I, yep. I agree with everything you just said. I like, I, <laughs> I don't know this. There's nothing. Ha- so, not to jump around too much, but at the end of this movie, yeah. nothing happens. And I yeah. was so mad because they spend so much time talking about how they do bad things in this movie. Like the mom's like, oh, I think you do bad things. And Ben Affleck's like, oh, I want to go to a clean place where there's no bad things. And I was like, nothing bad has even happened in this movie. You don't do anything bad. Nothing bad happens to you. At one point, that guy gets shot in the head. And then they're both terrified children. And I'm like, you've never seen the dead body before. I don't understand who these people are. But at the end of this movie, I wanted some shit to go down 
to prove to me that bad things happen in this town. But instead, it's just like this weird, happy ending. And I was, I, I, oh boy, oh boy, I was mad. One of the other things I read was that Jay, one of the other thoughts that they had was that J-Lo wasn't actually the assassin person that she told to Ben. That instead, her girlfriend was the badass assassin who was supposed to go there. Sure. And she like went in her place. And I think that's that's what this movie does is it it had a bunch of ideas, but then it didn't settle on any of them. And so yeah. they throw these unresolved things in your face and you're just like, I don't. Well, we, let's just keep going. So then okay, we meet sorry. stupid. Yeah. No, it's not your fault. We meet stupid Lewis, who's the guy he's working for. And basically the plot is he's going to go and kidnap the L.A. district attorney's mentally challenged brother and then hold him hostage to try to get these charges dropped from this from Al Pacino, the mobster. That's the plot of the movie. That is the plot. But I just want to say one thing. He's a federal prosecutor. And I remember that because they repeatedly say the phrase federal fucking prosecutor as if that's like a funny turn of phrase. They say it 12 times easily. And I was I was shocked. You didn't get a laugh the first time, guys. Stop hitting it. Why does everyone refer to it as federal fucking? mm, So dumb. And a script is terrible. And I will I will also posit this. There is only one situation in this entire movie that actually acts like it's being funny. Like the rest of it's played as a straight drama when they cut off the thumb. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. That's like the one sort. And you, you feel that midnight run feel right in this one little section. And they, they will talk about it. They literally play the music, you know, the heisty music, which they never, the rest of the movie has none of this that I can remember. The rest of the movie has weird melodrama, like love music in the background. Even when things non-romantic are happening, it's this weird melancholy. It's it's not right. It's not right. So he snatches the kid, takes Wait, him hold in his on, car. Hold on. We, sure. we, so this talk with Lewis sets up Ben's character. He literally yeah. says to Gili, he's like, hey... You're supposed to be, and I quote, some vicious mad dog. That's what, that's apparently Ben's reputation, is a vicious mad dog. Not only is he never vicious, never wild, he's like a subdued puppy. He's everyone's bitch in this movie. He bends over for everyone. I don't understand, why do you make him, why do you have that line that you're a vicious mad dog if you never let him be anything other than a total freaking loser? I was irate, just make him a guy that like stumbles into this on accident. Like he crosses with the mob and they're like, hey, we're going to kill you unless you do this thing. Then I believe his character mm-hmm. a little bit more, mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. this fish out of water where this guy's trying to be tough even though he's a scared little puppy because this character doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because J-Lo's character constantly is pointing out what a little bitch he is. All the and time! He, and he never does anything to sort of make us not think that he is that little bitch. And by the end, we're just like, she's going to take him away in the car and like chain him up somewhere and just use him as a fuck toy or whatever. I needed him to die at the end of this movie. 
Like 100%. The fact that he didn't get shot and killed, disapp- I was disappointed. I was like, you, this terrible character who gives nothing to anything in the world needs to be eradicated by the end of this film, and they don't do it. And yeah, I mean, and that's the whole thing. Like you say, they try to set him up as this thing and they don't even explain how he was this mad dog. You know what I'm sort of saying? I mean, the the very first scene where he's sort of manhandling that guy, he's kind of, he's a dick, but he doesn't even feel menacing. No, he's not menacing at all. All, He just kind of tied the guy up and he's like, I'm going to turn the dryer on. I'm going to do it. Do you want me to do it? Because I'm going to do it. And that's it. Like, what? And if he'd been like this wisecracking guy, that's just like, oh my god, like the cut up guy that I, I. But they start out with the stupid Lewis thing. I didn't want to start do all this Lewis stuff because it's so stupid. He's like, I got you half the money, and you're going to get the rest of the money. And Lewis is like, no, you needed to kill him, and you're just like, and 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 Ben's character like becomes sheepish. He's all like, yeah, he, he retreats Every into time. himself. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because every time someone steps up to him, he cowers. That's like his first reaction is to to shrink away because he's a vicious mad dog, as all vicious mad dogs do. So he gets the kid, takes him in the car, and then he like the kid wants to go to Baywatch. And so he picks up a uh, flashlight and calls Baywatch and Baywatch is closed. And so it calms the kid down. Then he gets the kid in the apartment and then the kid, I don't think he abuses the kid yet, but he, he, you know, there's some yelling and he, that's another thing about this character is he doesn't understand anything in the world. Not a single thing. He does not. (laughs) He's, he's not believable as a human being in, uh, in any sense of the word, which is, you know, that's a real shame because you've got Ben Affleck, who I adore. I know that that's kind of not uh, a popular opinion, but I love Ben Affleck. There's some really great Ben Affleck movies out there. And the guy is a, is a, a serviceable, if not good actor. And there's this character is not a human being, but he's also not even a caricature. He's just like nothing. How do you do that? <sighs> Well, you you write, a ter- you write a terrible script. So, <laughs> so J-Lo shows up at his door and she is smoking hot. And she is just – every once in a while you see – you understand why J-Lo was J-Lo at this point. Because she just sexually smolders and just talks her way into his apartment and then sits down on the couch and you're just like – it's in like full porno land. I mean, you were just like, but so much better than so. <clears throat> we're, I don't want to get too personal into this, but porn isn't really that sexy. If we're being honest, no, no, it's you're correct. She, you're correct. I do not like J Lo. I didn't think. I thought I was like anti J Lo. I I can't even remember what movies. Anaconda is one of the only movies I remember seeing her in. And it's not a good movie. It's a fun horror movie. Terrible movie. She's awful in it. And I was, she's a bad actor. That's what I always thought. But this movie, Dan, I was like, whoa, whoa, what's happening right now? And I don't, this whole weird lesbian thing is it's weird to me because they say it over and over, 
But yeah. she is constantly like sexually manipulating him. Yes. And so I, I think it's there to make it more believable that they then like hook up, I guess, or something. But it just it felt like a weird this character didn't feel again super grounded and I was a little confused by her motivations. Well, that's one of the few things I liked in this movie is she comes in and she just lays it on. And and it oh, yeah. and it is a manipulation. I wish that's what the movie was about. Was that yeah. she's this badass who comes and just she just manipulates him as opposed to like she almost like lets it become sparring as opposed to manipulation, which I would rather she just was manipulating him and just treating him like the little bitch that he was and that was the yes. whole thing, but they introduced this whole that she's a lesbian and then he like wants to get with her and then she's always sort of putting him off. And it just feels, it feels like the writer is trying to stick it to somebody. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. I wish that that's what the movie was about. And, and they do, they end up putting them on the same level when they're kind of doing the bickering, which is insane to me because he never earns that. They just put him there. It's not like he's trading barbs with her and saying these like super clever things. She's constantly just beating him, like verbally beating him in these in these conversations. And yet somehow he's on her level and she falls for it, which we'll get to that scene in the car. I have a lot of things to say about that scene in the car when he is whining, but it's a ways away. <laughs> I just, I and I, I'm I want to hear why you don't like her in this movie because I thought she was borderline great in this movie. Oh, I can explain exactly why I think Please. it did it didn't work. And it's 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 two scenes that occur later, and this movie is such okay. a mess. It, I don't care about going out of order. Uh, yeah, it's the bad. scene the scene where they're at the taco place. When she gives her whole Muay Thai or whatever it was, I thought yeah. that was, I thought those kids were, were just, she did, she was not intimidating at all. I thought yes. it was okay. like the I weakest agree. weak sauce. And I would just be like, what the hell are you talking about? And, <laughs> and that's the whole thing is if she'd actually, if they, she'd done something like, whoosh, you know, like, 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 you know, like the kid like tried to grab her and she like broke his hand in like one sure. second. If she'd have actually, ex but I mean, I think that was once again, an opening that they were leaving to make it so that she wasn't actually this, this, the person she was saying she was. Which I, I, the more we, the more you talk about that, I actually like that, that kind of like character for her. I love her pretending yeah. to be this person. I wish that I really wish that that's where they went with this. But you, yeah, and then at the very end, when she they're they're in the Al Pacino, and he's like doing his whole Al Pacino thing, she yeah, yeah. is sitting on the couch looking scared. And I don't. It's bad. Both, well, yeah, he he's a little bitch, and he's always acting like a little bitch. I understand that, but yeah. she does also. And I'm yep. like, if she is a badass, then she, her she should just be like her arms should just be crossed. Like, what the fuck is your problem? I I do not she, blame her for that scene. I agree with you that it's wrong okay. and terrible, but I the fact that they're both doing it and then she gives her speech also scared. 
Like she doesn't when she's like, if that's what you want to do, then you should do that. But it's probably a bad idea. If she delivered that as a badass, even though she looked scared before, I would forgive it because she's like, oh, shit, I got to step up and save us. But she delivers it scared. Neither of them are like he would just kill them. If I was Pacino in that scene, I'd be like, oh, well, you guys are terrible at your jobs. So you got to die as well. I, yeah, well, I don't, you know, but what, I blame what, the direction for that because they're both that way. And okay. so it had to have been a director call. It had to have been. I forgive. Okay. <laughs> then I, I, I mean, I won't go after her that much because she does play a bunch of the things I think interestingly well. And yeah. I, I also think that if you'd have written, yeah. I mean, if you just, you just need to give her one move in the taco stand scene yeah. And but they never they never give any of the characters even one thing. They give them these obscure speeches that are supposed to not go viral, but I think I think the the writer when he was sitting there writing these speeches, he was all like this is going to resound, you know, this is going to people are going to read this or hear this and they're going to want they're going to love these lines. You're the bull. Yeah. There's in a relationship there's a bull and a cow. I'm the bull. Which no. did it did stand the test of time. People still quote that. So her name is Ricky. She works She works for Lewis. Also, Lewis has sent her also. Does J-Lo actually ever communicate with Lewis? Or does Lewis just talk to Ben and then tell him to tell her things? It has to be that one because otherwise, because a lot of times he's like, hey, put the woman on the phone i'm just gonna say woman he says offensive things but he's like put her on the phone tell her this like he wouldn't have to tell ben to do those things if he was also in contact with j-lo which makes no you know it's like you've hired two people to do the same thing and then you just communicate with one of them and then are and i think that goes back to her not actually being the person but whatever oh yeah so all of that makes sense so I just wrote after this. So he yells at her and does his whole Sultan of Slick thing. Oh my then God. he yells at Brian and then he pushes Brian and then he yells at her again. And then we have dinner. So this, this basically stopped. Like I, I had the slightest of hopes for Gili, Ben's character of Gili. But this scene, it was just like, oh, he's an irredeemable non-character. What? Why is why is this movie even remotely about this guy? I don't care. I don't want to see it. If he doesn't die, I'm going to be mad. And then he didn't die, and I was mad. It's I fuck him. <laughs> so now to get the kid to fall asleep, he has to read him the Tabasco sauce label, which was just stupid. And then we have a then J Lo's gonna sleep on the So J Lo's gonna sleep on the floor and we get this we get all these loving shots of her butt crack. Um talk to me about J Lo's butt crack. Uh am I gonna get canceled? <laughs> I feel like I'll get canceled. Uh she's a very attractive person. I don't know why why this is happening in the movie, but at the same time, I was like, okay. At least something cool is happening in this movie. And that's how I felt about her character. And that's bad. If that's the one thing that your movie has going for it, it's not a movie anymore. It's not a movie at all. Um, but she, it didn't, 
I mean, they were very purposely doing it, which bothered me only because like yeah. she was in a position where you have to see it. It was like, no, 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 turn a little bit, go like, go to your three o'clock. Now, there you go. Now we can see right down your pants line. It's like, what, what, why are we doing this? She doesn't need to do that. She's a very attractive person. Just being on the floor. It's like, yeah, all right, come. Hey, I got a bed. If you need it, go ahead and sleep in it. Also, he should have offered her the bed. That's really? just my should have been take. a gentleman and not a piece of yes, garbage? Because he's a little bitch in the movie, and he <laughs> should have been a bitch in this scene, because it's not it's not consistent. But he should have been like, you know what, have the whole bed. And then she should have been like, we could split it. Because she's Cause... manipulating him. Yep. So he has, there's this whole bathroom scene where he like does kung fu in the bathroom, a little bit like the Hulk Hogan movie. But not as funny as the Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> Hulk at least had confidence that he was going to score with the girl. Yes. Ben is like, I'm going to get with the girl, I guess. Maybe I'm the bull. No, I'm he, the cow. I mean, he's a vicious mad dog in this scene, Dan. And he's exuding confidence and sexual prowess. The wor- Like the likes the world has never seen. I don't get it. Why, if this character is supposed to be a badass, which he's not, but he's supposed to be, why is there a scene about him being a, a total nerd in the mirror? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. This character would never do that unless he's an eight-year-old boy. He's an, he is an eight-year-old boy. So uh, they get into bed. He has horrible tattoos. And then she explains... The one was absolutely fake. The cross okay. looked real on there. The it cross might, looked might real have to that me cross. too. I don't the know. The other one was was just like done in magic markers right. by like some intern, you know. And it looked like you know, or or they had it printed out and then they put it on and it sort of blurred and you know, maybe like, like maybe Ben cheap. did it himself before shooting and showed up to set that day and was like, "Hey guys, check it out. This is cool, right? Oh, it's roses. <laughs> it's totally Gili, right, guys?" <sighs> So she does a whole, you're not my type. And then she's like, you've got a penis. Yeah. And then he is like really butthurt. Not surprisingly. Is that not surprising? I I mean, I I don't really, I've never been in that situation. So I don't really know how that works. But it really bothered me how upset he gets. You know what I mean? Like. Because well, he has no confidence because she's she's doing she's doing to him what has always happened his whole life. Right? I, mean, I guess, but it's just like, bro, like don't that's just them's the breaks, you know, like move on. I, I don't understand he's so mad at her about it, it feels. Which is well is, yeah. Is dumb to it's the, I, it's the I inc- he's actually a, he's the incel, you know? He's the involuntary uh, celibate. Yeah. Because, because, like, through this movie, they never even give him a girl, right? Oh, no. I don't think he's ever had sex before in his entire life. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Gili's a, a total virgin. I mean, the most ass he gets is his mother when he gives her the shot. That's all I'm saying. Good one, Tony. Yeah, so the next- I got him. Take it, Gili. <laughs> Hot bird, Ben, your billions of dollars. You've been burned by Tony. Yeah. You will never survive. He's going he's gonna to watch this one. And this little tear is going to roll. 
Oh, oh I God. hate sad Ben Affleck. I hate it. Oh, it's the worst. So the next morning, oh Brian, that's the name of the the mentally challenged oh, the kid. kid. Yeah, he he makes phone calls and he calls the weather in Australia because he likes the Australian woman's voice. Uh, it's like a setup for something that happens at the very end. For, yeah, for this weird payoff at the end. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. So Christopher Walken shows up and talk about the Christopher Walken situation. What is he doing? I, I, I would like to, I, I didn't do this. I, I should have gone through his IMDb because I, I'm curious on how many just one scene cameos he's done over the years. If, is that like a thing that he just enjoys to do? Just like go to set one day and kind of ham it up yeah. and then leave. Because this is the most nonsensical scene I've ever seen in my entire life. What is he talking about? You know what I want to do right now? I want to go down to Marie Callender's pie. Like what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He says something like your, your tongue is going to go through your head to get it. I, I have no idea what he's saying or what he's talking about, but he delivers it, you know, so, so seriously. Like he's really like, this is important stuff. And then he just, at the end of it, he just screams at him uh, when he's like, do you want some? And he's like, I'm good. And he's like, you sure? I don't understand what's happening at all. It's the craziest scene I've ever seen in my life. I think. Uh, yeah, it's super weird. And I of have course, no idea what's happening. He's he shows up there because he knows that Gili works for the guys who probably stole this kid, and he yep. doesn't even walk through the apartment. He just sort of says, "Oh, you're too dumb to have done." Not even like you're sm- you're smart and wouldn't get involved in this. It's like you're too dumb to have been involved in this because you're dumb no. and useless. Dan, this is something that I still am confused about. Is Gili an informant? No. Are you sure? Because Christopher Walken shows up like he owns the joint. And he's talking to Ben as if they're friends, like, you know, acquaintances. And it's like, hey, you know, you you can you, you tell me stuff and everything's like it felt to me like Christopher Walken has done this before. And Gili has given him information. I, yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. super weird to me. Once again, this is like, it's like that nobody made a decision on what this movie was. And yeah. so, you know, is he trying to get out of the mob? Is he, it, it, right. we, we really never figure out what his connection to the mob is. Like, do, he, no. he doesn't even work for Lewis. He is he an independent contractor. He's, he's that an independent they contractor. In? They both are, which is very weird because neither of them seem to have any skills. So then I wrote Baywatch bit. Oh, then we have okay. Then we do the whole stupid lunch scene where they they go to get tacos, and these kids are playing loud music. And so Ben's character screams at them three times, and then J Lo's like, "Stop drawing attention to us! Stop drawing attention to us!" Then she goes over there, and like delivers this whole thing about how she's gonna poke his eyes out. Uh, Which, if uh, you're just listening to the words, is kind of scary. If that like your eye turns to gelatin, is that true, Dan? And then you can like pull out the ocular nerve. Like if I got to fact check this scene because that sounds very scary. But she doesn't deliver it 
like it's scary. She delivers it like she's trying to remember the line a little bit. That's not <laughs> like it felt to me. Um, That's how it felt. But you know, hey, you win some, you lose some. She's she's the best part of this movie, so I, you know, I'm gonna forgive her. And so then, as they're walking away, Ben picks up this weird laptop that one of them has, and he like yeah. breaks it in half to show he's just the wussiest person ever. Yeah, just a little bitch. Okay, so then we have a car ride, and she talks about Sun Tzu and the art of war. And he's and never Menor- heard of Sun Tzu. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> what a waste of a human being. Men are dicks because they don't cry. Why are you sad? And then the mom calls, and so then we go to the mom's house, and he has to inject the mom with, was it insulin or something? What was it? I don't really remember. I, I don't know if they even really say what the, because if it's insulin... I'm pretty sure you can do that in your stomach as well, because that's where I mean, my 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 friend from high school used to do it in his stomach and I used to give him shots all the time. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. If I'm being honest, I don't know what it is. So then we have this whole interaction where the mom is like, you know, you you oh, J-Lo works her way in there because Brian's got to pee, you know, well. Plot contrivance, stupidness. And <laughs> the mom is like, oh, you've got a girlfriend finally. Oh, girlfriend. And it's like, you know, does a whole thing where she acts like she was a lesbian at one point. And so they missed. <sighs> I feel like they really missed a, a fun scene here because I, sure. I liked the mom character. I thought she was like, oh, what a fun, fresh breath of air in this movie. Someone with energy and like at, at least a caricature of a person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least she's doing sure. something and she's fun. And then her and J-Lo have this been, she's like, oh, I'm into, I'm into girls. And she kind of looks and I was like, oh, they're going to have like a, a heavy flirtation, which would be fun. And they kind of don't do that. And they like, they hint at it a little bit, but they kind of dance around it. And I was like, all right, you, you missed it again. You missed like the a, a, a good joke that could have been in there. You missed it. You, you squandered it. You don't care about my life. I hate you. I think this movie also suffers from this thing where it wants to be different. You know, it doesn't want to yeah. do the things that are it's it sets up the things that it's supposed to do. And it doesn't You know, do. which are the the you know the, and and then it just chooses not to do them in lieu of like being weird and awkward and and worthless. Yeah. Uh so then I write, "Oh, now we're so now we're back." At the apartment again, because this movie just takes place at this apartment. Oh, there was, I forgot one of my favorite things was she's like, why don't we go get a hotel where police officers don't just knock on the door and walk right in? And he's like, no, it's got to be in my apartment. Well, he says, he says, this is my, this is my place. No one's going to push me out of my, my apartment or whatever. And I was like, bro, that's, oh, you're an idiot. Anybody can walk in there. You know, if I were to knock yeah. on that door, I'd be walking around there being like, who's, you know, what's up with the kid with the mental issues? Here's the problem, Dan. Everyone just walks into his apartment because he doesn't stop anyone. He's such a, he's just a pushover. Three people enter his apartment unwelcomed and he does nothing about it. It's ridiculous. <sighs> uh, okay. So then we have... Uh, the J Lo yoga sex scene where she writhes around on the floor doing yoga. Is, is that already? Really? Yep, that's where we're at. Okay. And she does a whole. The mouth is the same as is your bonus vagina, and that's why the mouth, and that's why women are the greatest. And she says erotic monkey wrenches, which I kind of liked. 
Dan, I, I got I got to be honest with you. This is uh, one of the most attractive scenes I've ever seen in my life. It worked for me. I was like, whoa, whoa. And the, the bonus part is my wife, who had already checked out of this movie and was playing Animal Crossing on her Switch at this point, like looks up from her Switch and was like, this is the hottest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, I know what's happening right now. But it's so killed because you know that it's just like a tease, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. But uh, it was delivered very well. That's that's all I'm going to say. I wrote telephone bit thumb. Oh, Lewis calls and says you got to cut off the kid's thumb. Whatever. And he was uh, – here's my problem. Not – as if I have one problem with this movie. My problem with this scene is that he is so dumb. Ben Affleck's character is so dumb. He doesn't understand anything. And the guy's like, you got to send a thumb. He's like, how am I supposed to send a thumb? I don't know. How does that work? The guy has to literally explain to him that you cut off someone's thumb and send it to someone. What? He he literally has to explain the concept of the postal system to that stupid character. (laughs) Uh... Do I get a, 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 a pit a homing pigeon? Uh, do I do I train a newt and then tie the thumb to the newt and convince the, the newt to to crawl to the city hall? It's like, what is? How stupid are you? He's the dumbest person alive. Uh, so then we're back in we're back in bed again, and then. And then J-Lo's psychoanalyzing him, and he, we find out that he doesn't have any friends. So he has no books in the house. He has no friends. Oh, yeah. He's got his mom, who he has to go and inject, and that's like his whole life. Yep. Uh, Is that supposed to make him sympathetic? Because, honestly, it just made me like scared of him a little bit. I really thought that he, at some point, was going to just like start killing snap. people. Yeah, like he, where is this vicious mad dog? So you set up that he's a vicious <laughs> mad dog. Don't he's always waiting for mad dog to show up. Like, I don't understand why that line is in there if he's the softest human of all time. And then he's like this weird loner loser. And he's like, how did I just stick to my work? And I was like, oh, he's going to lose it. He's going to kill everybody at the end of this movie. But nothing happens at all. So J-Lo's in the shower. I wrote rap. Because the, the Brian, the Brian kid's obsessed with rap. Maybe he does something stupid with rap in the in the kitchen. Well, he sings. Oh boy, what was he singing? I don't know. One, See, yeah, something like this stuff. I so didn't want to talk about, so I didn't even like write down what the song yeah. was or anything. Yeah. I so think now, that's fine. now the girlfriend shows up. JLo's okay. girlfriend shows up. Who again knocks on the door? Ben <laughs> yes. Affleck opens it. And then she just walks into the apartment and he's like, oh, hey, hey, what are you doing? Get, hey, you're in my apartment. Like, what are you talking about? Every Everyone just walks on in and he does nothing for he's concealing like state secrets right now. And he just is willy nilly open. He might as well just not have a door. He should just have like a welcome sign and then take the door off the hinges. Beaded curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, so dumb. And what about what about her monologue, which I didn't write anything about because it was so terrible. Yeah, I don't want to be mean to 
this person who I've never seen before or after, as far as I can tell. But woof. I mean, in her defense, she's given some really terrible lines, just like everybody else. But she brings it to this new low where I was like, oh, no, you're making Ben Affleck almost look like a human being in this scene. Tough to watch. We got to always remember the director is also the guy that did Scent of a Woman. So, um, oh, oh, you didn't realize that? Yeah, I know. I didn't. I should have done that a full IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) So she she climaxes her appearance by going in the kitchen, getting a knife and slitting both of her wrists, which is what a weird turn for this not dark movie at all this is like a weird fluffy uh quote-unquote gangster movie and then she just full-on opens her wrist and then you see it and she just stands. i was like holy shit what is happening right now it was i mean it was shocking i did not see that coming if i'm being honest uh i had i had read about it that so I was a little cued in. Oh, really? Came, okay. Yeah. So I was just like, "Well, here we go." My jaw so, was on the floor, Dan. I oh, that took me. It took me by surprise. It really did. So then, somehow they get her to the ER, and no questions are asked. Nope. Just like everything's pretty much fine. And then you even see J Lo in the hospital with her she's in like a wheelchair and they're like laughing and having a good time and i was like what is happening right now yeah they they were good together they had an emotional moment maybe the relationship's back on Uh, yeah did you get there was like at the beginning i shouldn't go down this rabbit hole did you get the feeling that it wasn't just j-lo and this woman it was actually three women that were in the relationship oh i don't know that might just be me not hearing things. Okay, so then we have the we have the hospital hijink scene where like J Lo distracts the guy, uh, distracts the orderly, you know, like by like, oh, where's the third floor? Is this the fourth floor? I'm so confused. And yeah. then they sneak Classic. into the morgue and cut the thumb off of a corpse. Do they? Because with a with a plastic knife. With a plastic knife. That is absolutely right, my dude. Not only, I mean, come on, guys. You think a plastic knife is going to get through that bone? Really? Come on. Well, he, he, I think he sort of snaps it off at a certain point, but whatever. Ben Affleck, the softest <laughs> pile of pudding in the world, pulls off a guy's thumb? I don't think so. <sighs> okay, so now we go to mailboxes, etc., where there's like this really cute girl... And then they, they're mailing the thumb, and then J-Lo is, like, eye-flirting with this girl, like, so hard. And she, it's really sexy, of course. Oh, yeah, 100%. But at the end of the scene, I think you're right, Dan. At the end of the scene, Ben Affleck's like, a friend of yours? And she's she says something like, uh, a close personal friend. As if she knew her before. I don't know. Mm. Oh, this movie doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Okay, now we're we're back in the apartment. It's back night. The two of them are going to bed because they're in a relationship. And then we have the whole fingernails thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you did, you you didn't like this scene, huh? 
uh, I didn't understand anything about it. Like, she's like, if you really look at your fingernails, you have to put them up to your face. But he held them at a distance. And then he's like, I'm nearsighted or I have vision problems. Okay. And I don't know if he has vision problems or if he's just a big, big wuss. No, I, no, no. I don't, he's I don't faking understand it any of because, this. So what it is, is supposedly, I have never heard this study. I don't know if this is real. But it, uh, mass, more masculine people look at their nails like this, apparently. And then more feminine people look at their nails like this, which I've never I've never heard that before in my life. I don't think that that's oh. an actual study that was done. But she was oh. basically calling him feminine. Oh. And then he, you know, it's, uh, you know, this tough macho guy who who can't be called feminine. So he's like, I'm, I'm nearsighted. That's or farsighted. And that's why I do it. And I, I, I mean, the scene doesn't make any sense. Don't get me wrong. It's dumb. But yeah, that's what it is. I thought you were going to defend the scene. Oh, no, 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 no. I just, it seemed like you didn't understand it. And I was like, oh, no, no. I understand it. It's just okay, so bad. You, I did not get the bit at all. And exactly, I was just like, exactly. what What are we, huh? What? Uh, what huh? I will tell you that my wife and I both then looked at her nails and I looked at them like this and she looked at them like this. And I was like, no, that makes sense. That checks out. I think that this theory is actually pretty correct. You see, and I'm kind of with him about because I have vision issues. And so, of course, I'm going to look at him like this. And I'm not manly at all. I'm never going to look at him like this because I can't see. You can't see him. Glasses, I can barely yeah. see anything. That See, and so you're the Ben Affleck character in, the, in, <laughs> in this movie. You and Geely are like this. You guys are the same person. Congratulations. And more importantly, I bite my nails. So they're never a freaking issue. So I'd be like, no, my nails are fine. I wouldn't even look at my nails. I'd be like, I understand exactly. And more importantly, I wouldn't look at my nails to analyze them. I would feel my nails feel, to analyze yes, them. Yes, I mean, that's 100%. You just, you touch them and you're like, no, they're fine. I'm doing all right. I mean, do you, do you think there's people with really long, weird nails that they don't realize they have really long, weird nails? I mean, no. I don't know how that I mean, would happen because you end up, you would end up hurting yourself. Just like, oh, I got to scratch my forehead and blood. <laughs> so then they then she kisses him and then it's turkey time and then wait 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 out. wait did we miss the the yes and the sure bit oh i think that was yes we did i think no that comes okay. later i think isn't it i don't care it comes before um, they hook up okay so we, yeah we probably did why that was is that where they fall in love I mean, that's where she, <laughs> and not to be too crass, because this is what she says in the movie. She was like, she asked him a question and he says, sure. And she's like, yes or sure. And he's like, it's the same thing. And she's like, no, if I, <laughs> and her, her conceit is if I said I, I would S your C, if you, you follow my drift, yeah. S your C for 12 hours, you would probably say yes and not sure. Uh, which is a very, it's uh, very weird because let's be honest, you, 12 hours is too long, Dan. Are there breaks? Okay, we're not, we're not going to do those. Do tracks. I get a we're food not, break? Do I get a water not, break? Can I spread this 12 hours out over to like 25 different segments? I got a lot of questions about this deal she proposes. <laughs> we're not going to make all the jokes about what would happen after 12 hours. 
the the amount of blood. No, okay, we're not doing it. No jokes. No jokes about that. It's just not funny. Twelve hours? Are you kidding me? Good God! <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Oh <laughs> what the what the hell? What are you talking about? Um, so wait, is that the point at which she fell in love with him, or would, I, decided to have I sex with him? I don't think that ever happened, Dan. I mean, I would argue that they never had a real emotional connection, even though they're dating in real life. They never once felt like they were connecting. But I believe yes in the movie in the script. I think yes, this is the this is the moment. So we get to this point where so she's like it's turkey time where she wants to she wants him to perform oral sex upon her. Yeah, because he talked a big game earlier. He said that you know, hey, I'm really good at it. Does that happen? No. Not only does that not happen, Dan, but then. She's just like, oh, never mind. Let's just have sex. We don't even need foreplay at all, even though that's what we've been talking about for like an hour. And then they have the most boring sex since Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) And what did I write? That's it? That's 100%. You're making a whole movie about this interplay between a man who's trying to change a lesbian into a heterosexual or at least bisexual. And he is playing this so hard. And then he finally gets to the sex and literally her like doing yoga is sexier than the, the, the two of them coupling up together. Well, hold on. That's a given because her doing yoga is a 12 out of 10, but (laughs) he just lays there. I, he's like, he's a corpse. He's just, and then she's just barely moving. It's the it's the least fun sex I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand. And then <laughs> at the end of it, they like kind of hug, and he's scary. He's got dead eyes when he hugs. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I think he's gonna kill her. I don't know what's happening right now. It's well, you know what? I'm gonna make a pitch. Maybe he is gay, and. That just, you know, he like, yeah, I don't know. That was his moment of like, oh, I didn't enjoy that (sighs) at all. It was just so disappointing. The one thing that this movie could have done right is like a a fun sex scene. It's been a long time since we've seen a fun sex scene on this show, Dan. Uh, Have we have? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Was there a sex scene? I don't think there was. I'm just thinking about his butt right now because that (laughs) that one shot is more entertaining than the entirety of Gigli. Oh, that bathroom was more entertaining than... Oh my God, VD room. Anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) So then they go see Lewis and we find out that the big gangster is Al Pacino. Al Pacino shoots Lewis in the head and then they're all scared because, you know, like you're going to get a prosecutor to drop all these charges by, like, kidnapping his brother. All you're going to do is piss him off even more. And then get yourself arrested and sent to jail for life. I, it's a terrible plan. Uh, if I was Pacino, I would also be pissed that these idiots came up with that plan in my name. Like, I'd be like, what are you doing? You're all dead. But yeah, we talked about it before. They're just so scared in this scene. It's like they've never seen somebody 
in a powerful position, like lose control a little bit. There's no bad people in their world. As far as I can tell, everyone is like this good, wholesome person who maybe does, you know, maybe they accidentally robbed a convenience store, you know, ooh, ooh, bad things. But this guy has a gun, he shoots a guy. Yeah, it's the mob. They shoot guys all the time. Did you ever see the movie The Grifters? You know, I did not. You should see that movie. It's really good. Angelica Houston plays like this sort of, she's a person who bets on horse races for the mob. So to adjust the, uh, to adjust the race, the the odds. Yeah. And she's steal, she's stealing money. Okay. So she's shaving money. And then the big mob guy finds out and he flies out from, he takes place in Southern California. He flies out there and she goes to his mansion. His name is Bobo. And, and she plays the hardest hard ass in this movie. I mean, she's just like, Angelica Houston is a hard ass is like a thing of wonder. And she goes there and she knows that he's pissed and she is terrified. And you could just see it on her face for, and, and then he does terrible things to her. Sure. And you're like, you know, and he, he calmly explains the terrible things that he's going to do to her. Yeah, that's to terrify scary. her even more and to put her in her place. Yeah. She, and you know what she didn't do? She didn't mouth off. She took her punishment because she's a badass and she knows it's either death or the punishment. Yeah. Period. Just no, there's no talking your way out of it. It's like you've done wrong, you've been caught doing wrong. Yeah, you you're taking take your it. punishment. Yeah. And this movie is does none of that. And so JLo stands up talks back to him and is like, we're going to go take care of the kid and you got to let us go because you'll be in more trouble if we don't do this. And then he, does he even say anything of acquiescence or does he just sort of look confused? He just kind of looks at them and then we go to the next scene. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess everything's fine. (laughs) Good job. I don't know. Uh, So then we go back. They're going to take Brian. He's, stupid ben is teaching brian how to hit on girls terribly by the way that that would never work you can't start hey nice weather we're having nope nope that's not gonna work guy poor brian's getting terrible advice so they're gonna like drop him off back at the hospital i guess and then they're driving and then they see the baywatch Yes. And Ben's like, no, we can't go there. 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 And then he goes there. like three minutes. First of all, I don't know if anyone knows how highways work, but there's no way that they see that the bay. They are driving by that at maybe two miles per hour because they see it for so long. There is a full conversation while they're driving by this place. And then there's still time to turn into wherever the parking lot is. They actually do turn in. They don't make a U-turn, do they? Yeah. No, so they stupid. just turn it. I was like, what is it happening? It doesn't make any sense. So then they, they park, they get out, and then... Hold on. I want to say one oh, thing. Sure. Sure. Is that when Brian sees the Baywatch, he stands up in a convertible. And I just want everyone at home to know that don't do that, and you should be wearing a seatbelt. Okay? Safety first, guys. That was very dangerous, and I was very upset by it. Wear your masks. Wear your out. masks and your seatbelts, please. Your seatbelt when you're in the car. I'm so, sorry. Continue, Dan. So then they get out, and then there's more weird talk about nothing. And then Brian's like, can I go to the Baywatch? And they're standing there. And 
every, all these extras are walking down there, and Ben's like, no, no. Yeah, why? No. Why are you saying and, no? And he called, oh, Ben called the DA and said, this is where the kid is. Yeah, you know, we're at the Baywatch. Come pick him up. And he just keeps telling him no for no. That was actually one of the most infuriating things of the whole movies. He tells the kid like no five times for no reason. For no should, reason. Also, why did you even pull over then? If you're pulling over, it's to let him go to the Baywatch. 100%. You idiots. So dumb. So then he gives his car to J-Lo. She drives away. And then Brian goes down there and dances with an Australian girl. And then J-Lo comes back. And they so drive mad. away. I was so mad she came. First of all, it was a terrible scene where he's like, I want you to have my car. Like, what? why, guy? Why? Just drive away together. Drop her off at a train station or something. Or do the opposite. Drop yourself off at a train station, then give her the car. What are you going to do? You're at the beach. What, are you going to walk 10 miles back to the city? What's going on here? It's so dumb. More, more importantly, the DA is going to come there with a bunch of cop cars. And so, you know what they're going to do? They're going to rouse everybody him. in existence. I This is why I thought he was – I was excited. I was like, oh, he's going to get killed. Kill himself? I, I thought he was going to allow himself to be killed. That's what I thought. I thought that's why he was giving her the car. He was like, you know what? I'm not going to make it out of this situation. You get away. And nothing happened. I don't understand. Did you really think at this point in the movie that they, the cops were going to show up and there was going to be like a gun battle? I hope so. I was like, maybe there's maybe they got something something left for me. Come on, guys. Do something. They don't do anything in the whole movie. Nothing happens. L- let me ask you this question, Tony. Okay. Does, does either Ben or J-Lo have a gun? Definitely not, I would say, for sure. Nobody carries a weapon uh, at all. He had to use a plastic knife. You don't even have like a like a pocket knife as a gangster? What's going <laughs> but on? But it was the funny comedic part of the movie, so the plastic knife was the joke. Wasn't funny for me. So she comes back and she says, oh, there's been this terrible running bit that never lands that he doesn't know her real name and we find out because her name in the movie is Ricky that her real name is Rochelle which I mean I don't know for sure but isn't that just couldn't you just call her Ricky for short so like it's not really not her name it's more just like (laughs) like people call me Tony but I'm like no that's not my name don't worry it's Anthony whoa dropped the mic what and then I wrote this this down she wants to put mascara on him? Did she do a bit about mascara as they, they were driving away? She was doing uh, this whole making him less masculine thing. Like this whole femininity thing is like, I guess, a bit that they do. But yeah, she talks about putting mascara on. And he's like, I'm not sure how to take that. And she's like, it's a compliment. And I was like, oh, I don't understand what's happening in this dialogue right now. Like, okay. Maybe he, he probably, let's be honest, Ben Affleck probably has mascara on right now. You know, I don't know. I would assume he does. His lashes look pretty full. So my final thoughts are that's why it's the worst movie is because it's it didn't make any decisions about what it, it like literally made no decisions about what it was. And that make you know, yeah. if you if you aren't making just even your most basic decisions of who your characters are, what your plot is, what resolution there is what things actually actually happen because you know flirting flirting with the mailboxes etc girl 
that's not a thing happening because it yeah. doesn't reflect on things. You know, Al Pacino's character's also not a thing happening because he kills, you know, it's like there's a mur- murdered body, but we know there's no consequences coming from that murdered body oh, laying sure. on the couch. Christopher Walken's character Christopher Walken's character coming into his apartment has no consequences or means nothing nothing in this movie meant anything. Their yeah. sex meant nothing. Christopher Walken doesn't even come back. He's no. just in that one Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's just in that one scene that doesn't make any sense. Yep. He's not a reoccurring character. The cops in the movie. just kind of let it go at some point. I don't I don't know. It's so weird. Um, okay. So I want to, this is going to be a, I'll try to make it quick, but it's a slight diatribe. I want to talk about the scene in the car where Ben Affleck basically cries like a little bitch because a pretty girl doesn't like him, which is infuriating and annoying. But also what's worse is that she sympathizes with it. This is like the turning point for them is he's like, you want to know why I'm upset? It's because I got this beautiful girl sharing a bed with me and she's a lesbian. Where, where, where? I'm a little bitch. And she like sympathizes with him and is like, okay, well, you know what? If you, if you really want it that bad, I'll have sex with you is essentially what happens in this movie. And that is so frustrating on so many levels. But having said all that, I went back after this movie last night at like 1 a.m. and I watched Chasing Amy. Do you remember that movie? I saw that, I believe, in the theaters and I walked out incredibly angry. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a movie that has really polarized audiences. Right. Chasing Amy is Uh, some people love it. Some people hate it. Whether you like it or not, it's a similar premise to this Mm -hmm. where he turns Mm -hmm. a lesbian straight. But at Mm -hmm. least they do it slightly more believable. They have it's it's weird how similar these two stories are. They're in the car in Chasing Amy, Ben and I can't remember the lady's name. Uh, They're in the car and Ben has another speech where he's like, oh, a lesbian doesn't like me. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Except for in that one. He gives the line where he's like, I know it's not something that'll ever, ever cross your mind, but I just needed to tell you how I feel. As opposed to uh. being like, please sympathize with how hurt I am and have pity sex with me. He's like, I just needed you to know how I feel because it's killing me being friends with you. And then she basically goes, fuck you. No, in that movie. And then obviously it turns and she does it anyhow. And it's problematic. What? Why does she, why does she turn in that movie? What's is there an explanation or she just no, they no, just want it to happen so it just happens for no reason? It's it's kind of it's kind of like they they bring in a backstory where she was has been with guys in the past. So I I think it's kind of like sexual fluidity, but they didn't really have a term for it back in '97. I think like that was kind of yeah. It was kind but, of like new territory, but no, essentially there's not like a real reason. But does he do something as a character to make her want to be with him in that movie? They skate over it. They do a musical montage of them getting really close and like doing fun things. 
that's one of oh, the okay. that's one of the big complaints about this movie is like instead of focusing on that that relationship, the movie's actually not about that at all. It's only about Ben's character kind of going through his day to day, as opposed to it's actually a movie about this relationship, which I think would have been interesting. But this is why it's a diatribe, and I apologize. But they do like a, a, a musical montage where they're getting closer and doing fun things, and you can tell that they they do really like each other and they care for each other, and she clearly loves him. But as a friend, she says, but then, you know, obviously they they try it. They try the thing out. And uh, the other thing I will say that I liked in Chasing Amy as opposed to this is when they finally do have sex, you don't see it on screen, but you cut to it the next day and their apartment is a mess. The couch is tipped over and they're on the top of the couch. It's like they went for it. All this sexual tension. They had animal crazy sex. Unlike this movie where they did uh, missionary with a dead person. Now, when you first saw Chasing Amy, did you have an enormous problems with the idea of trying to turn a lesbian into not a lesbian? Oof. If we're this is uh, this is going back to like thirteen year old Tony's psyche, white suburban raised Tony. I had never met someone that I n- knew was gay. Sure. Uh, my knowledge of it was very limited and I saw this movie and I was like, whoa, this there's like, it's, I I didn't hate it when I first saw it. I, I thought it was weird. I was like, well, that, can you do that? Can you, can you just turn her? And I was like, I don't think that that's how that works. But the other part of me was just interested in this whole world that I'd never really seen where it was like, you know, the, the sexuality was more fluid. That's not what I said back then, but I was like, you know, she was with guys, she was with girls. And then he gets hung up on the fact that she's been with other guys and gets mad. And I was like, what a this world is like so much more than I, than I knew. So that was kind of how I saw it the first time revisiting it as an adult. I'm, I'm a little more uh, critical of it. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess we can say that as a, as sort of positive. Is it, it sort of introduced a lot of that thinking mm-hmm. whether or not it handled it correctly is yeah. another whole sort of question. I agree. Um, one last thing I wanted to say about this is we've talked about it. I always forget how to say it. The Bechadel test where it's the idea of, you know, having a woman who has a female friend, this one sort of flips that on its head. And Ben, Ben's character is, has no friends and has has nothing. Yeah, he's got nothing. He's and so zero. he sort of you 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 invalidate your character the exact opposite way by making him not have friends and not have hobbies and not have a personality. Yeah, he's not and, a he's not a human being. And you, he is, and you get a character that is literally not a human being. <laughs> it's very yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Very disappointing. J Lo is great. Everything else in this movie is awful. So now we're going to do our picks of things we like this week. I, of course, forgot that we do this part of the show, so I forgot to make a pick. So instead of picking a film or whatever, I am picking a book. Oh, great. This is the book. Oh, sure. Do you know this book? Oh, yeah. Into the Woods. Absolutely. Oh, I don't know. Elko told me about it. John York. Uh, it just really talks. You really know this book or not? Yeah, I absolutely oh, okay. do. Yeah. Have I you think read I it? have it downstairs. Yeah. Well, I, let me rephrase. I think my wife has it downstairs. Oh, have you read it? 
Not all the way through. No. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read a quick part. Uh, this is a quote from Joss Whedon. Everybody in your scene, including the thug flanking your bad guy, has a reason. They have to have their own voice, their own identity, their own history. If anyone speaks in such a way that they're just setting up the next person's lines, then you don't get dialogue, you get sound bites. Yep. If you don't know who everybody is, why they're there, why they're feeling what they're feeling, and why they're doing what they're doing, then you're in trouble. And this movie fails on every single one of those things. It, in fact, almost purposely does all those things, like the opposite of all of them, it feels. But this book is really good. And if you want to sort of understand a lot of things about film and how things work, I've been reading this all this part about um, why series uh, fail and why why the second parts of movie, you know, when you do part two of a movie, how it fails and the, and how we want the characters to be the characters, but you also want to try to grow them. And it's, and yeah. it, it's a very complex mix of trying. It's very hard to do those things. And I'm always reminded of lethal weapon two, which I loved lethal weapon one. And then I went into lethal weapon two and it was just like, Oh, it's like a kind of a cartoony version of Lethal Weapon 1. You're absolutely right about that, but still great. Yeah, compared to the first one where it really felt grounded and understood what it yep. was doing, 2 just had to hit those same exact beats and by 3 Joe Pesci's character is like literally a cartoon character. It's just like Yes. So <laughs> the way I the Lethal Weapon series is one of my favorite film series of all time. Are you frozen again? No, I don't think so. I'm oh, okay. Good, good, good. Let me, let me backtrack. Cause I'm going to have to cut that. Uh, the lethal weapon series is one of my favorite film franchises of all time. But the way I look at it is lethal weapon. One is a real movie. Like it's, it's like an actual movie. And then yes. two through four are just fun, silly, cop buddy cop movies and they're sure. they're very different but both are really good at what they do in my opinion like you, the silly you, buddy you cop view, film you view them through a very different lens yes 100 percent uh and le obviously the original lethal weapon is phenomenal i i don't think you can see it but my po the poster is on my wall right there uh one of my favorite movies so good and then two through four are just a, a fun romp which I have a good time with, you know, they're like um, uh, national security, which is a terrible example, but I can't think of any other buddy cop movies that I enjoy at this moment, but it's, it's just national a very security, different idea. Have you ever seen Martin national Lawrence, security? the Martin Lawrence one where like, there's the gem hidden in the, in the, in the cop. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah, what, it's, is it's that what it is? Good. It's not good. It's just the first one that came to mind. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, you see, that's the thing about it is Gigli wants to should have been one of those movies. Yes. Yep. And it, and, it could have been if they did it different. This was a writer director who was trying to transcend in some ways. And yeah. some people do not have the skills to transcend. Instead, they should just make those buddy movies, which are fun and people love and enjoy. And if it was, if, if, if he'd been giving the cow and bull thing in a comedic way, it could have been very funny. 
Yeah. Oh, it's but, in fact, it's funny when people parody that because that's happened several times. Like a couple of them are really funny because they're doing it in a comedic way. And it's like, I mean, that line is so dumb that if you take it too seriously, it ruins the comedic element of the line itself, which is weird. But yeah. So tell us about something you liked this week. Well, Tony. Dan, it's funny that you say that because I had a, I didn't forget but everything I watched this week angered me. Uh, real quickly, I want to give a, a shout out in the negative way to the new American Pie movie on Netflix, uh, American <laughs> Pie Girls Rules. Uh, it's awful. It's it's a weird. They they tried to do American Pie, but from the female perspective. But it was written and directed and produced by all men, and it's like this weird. Like super sexualized, it's it's worse than the original series where they sexualize these women. It's it was bizarre. It was very weird. Uh, so don't watch that movie. Um, and so every everything I saw this week, I hated. So I'm going to do a song because the band Ludo released their first single in ten years. Uh, I heard about this just I don't the know other what it day, is, but I heard about it. It's called Scare Me. And it's like a Halloween thing. We record these early, so I'm still in Halloween mode. But it's this Halloween, like, fun 80s throwback pop song. And it's unbelievable. I've had it on repeat for, like, two days. So. Ludo, check it out. So I was, was, you know, I had a movie picked out. And then, you know, you keep doing the searching and searching. And, you know, this is is romance month. We're trying to, you know, Gili, so not romantic. Yeah, know, 50 sorry. shades so not romantic so then i was like i had this one picked out which is a comedy and i was like uh eh. and then i was like looking and i i looked at this one the time traveler's wife oh god the time traveler's wife and i was like this is going to be a romantic movie but it's going to be really terrible and then i read like a review and it said it's boring yeah and i'm like nope i'm not going to do it Gili was boring garbage and it's like boring is hard to have fun with so i went with my original pick the hottie and the naughty naughty! yeah 2008 paris hilton paris hilton clocks in at an hour and 31 minutes the right the right way you know and so if there's 10 minutes of credits at the end then we're we're looking at a hour and 21 minutes of movie cool that we have to sit minutes. through have this you seen this start movie picking movie i have not seen it but it's been on my queue for a while now so i'm glad you picked it because this is this is very exciting for me well we got through this one uh if there's a lot of edits it's because my internet was crashing his internet all the internet's crashing working so, from home close- baby we get closer to the election and the Russians spending so much time hacking into America. There's not a lot of bandwidth left to, to make fun of bad movies. <laughs> so uh, on behalf of hate watching with Dan and Tony, I'm Dan and I'm Tony and we'll catch you next time at the movies. That's the Siskel and Ebert sign off. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta write a good sign off. I or I, just keep stealing from people who did it before us because they do good stuff. Go home and shut up. <laughs> that works. Hey, watch it!